Father, in the name of Jesus, we have come to say thank you. Thank you for fighting our battles for us. Thank you for even when we were helpless, Lord, you raised a standard over the works of the enemies. Thank you, Almighty God in heaven. Father, we just want to say thank you. Lord, we bless your name, O oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, O oh God. Thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus. That at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. Every tongue must confess that Jesus is truth the Lord. Father, we just want to say thank you. Thank you, O oh God in heaven. Blessed be your holy name, O oh God. Father, we just want to say thank you. Blessed be your holy name, O oh God. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Lord God in heaven, even as we go into your word, I ask that Lord you would speak through me. I yield myself as your vessel that Lord I may decrease and you will be on the increase. <laughs> Father, I ask that you will prepare the hearts of the hearer that everyone who hears your word will be blessed and that your name be glorified in Jesus mighty name. Thank you almighty God in heaven for in Jesus mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. One of the things that I've come to understand in the in walking with the spirit is that whenever the Lord puts a song in your heart, although it may not make sense, but just simply obey to sing it. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So I sense that truly, not only is the Lord healing someone here, but the Lord is fighting your battles in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And that truly you would receive rest on every side. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Quickly open your Bibles with me to the book of Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. We are reading from verses 57 to 62. Luke chapter 9 from verses 67 to 57 to 62. Praise God. Hallelujah. Perhaps you don't have your Bibles. By the grace of God is on the screen for us to read together. If you're there with me, say amen. Okay, let's read together one to go. Now it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Then he said to another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. But Jesus said to him, No one, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. 
one of the things that you would come to realize is that the bible said that after jesus was tempted in the wilderness i like how the book of luke puts it the bible said that the moment jesus came down from the mountain or the moment he became aware or or whatever because the truth is some biblical scholars will say that everything that transpired between jesus and the devil in the book of luke chapter 4 or matter of the 4 happened in the spirit realm hallelujah but the moment the bible said that the moment that encounter ended the bible said that jesus went about doing what preaching the kingdom of god hallelujah and so you realize that the essence of the kingdom of god or that jesus was trying to introduce a new order hallelujah and for here in church we have often said that the kingdom of god is simply a group of people a culture or a people who have what enthroned jesus as their lord and they are willing to do all that he says praise the name of the lord praise the name of the lord hallelujah and so forth and so all throughout those month we're looking at one of the keys or the systems of advantage in the kingdom of god being the aspect of divine speed hallelujah and we established it here last sunday that divine speed cannot occur until three things are in place praise the name of the lord how many of us can remember the three things praise god, praise god. hallelujah hallelujah i leave that leave that to your notes and perhaps i have to remember podcast you can always go to refresh your memory praise the name of the lord but what we are looking at today is the second aspect of that equation hallelujah and it is the power of what commitment praise the name of the lord the power of what commitment we said it here that the scientists will say that speed is distance over time but in the kingdom of god speed is when there is vision praise god and that vision is accompanied with what commitment praise god and then the hand of god rests upon that individual only then are we able to see what what divine speed paul said that paul planted apollos watered but until god gave the increase nothing increased praise god and so it is possible for me to have perfect vision praise god it is possible for me to be the most committed i mean paul said that of all the apostles i labored more than them but what's the difference it says what the grace of god hallelujah and so you understand that the hand of god must rest upon an individual for truly for you to experience what we call speed praise the name of the lord hallelujah and so here we said that vision when we're talking about the aspect of vision that vision is into two parts you have what we call the corporate vision in other words the overarching vision what governs a group of people and for us in the body of christ the simple vision that governs us in the book of Matthew 28 the bible said that what go ye into the world and do what preach the gospel the essence of jesus coming is that what men will be saved and so everything we do in church whether it be dancing, whether it be singing, whether it be on a Sunday like this we gather, be it midweek service, whatever. And to the glory of God, in the kingdom of God, now there are so many variations. Praise God. In this day and age, you have things like spoken words. Praise God. You have things like a dance ministry. 
You have people like those who are in the Mount Zion ministry who are into movies. But the essence of everything is that what? That men must be saved. And so however God needs to capture your attention, God will do it. Praise God. Whether it be cooking. Because some people like food. Praise God. And so if food is going to minister to you for you to be saved, by all means, Praise the name of the Lord. So long as at the end of the day, at the end of the day, everybody comes to pronounce Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior. Praise God. But however, in that corporate vision, there is what? An individual vision. In other words, in this individual vision, it begins to highlight my responsibility and your responsibility in what God has to do. Praise the name of the Lord. I remember when I was in school then, they taught us something in science called systems. And it says that a system is the collect or the working together of different several parts to accomplish a certain thing. Praise God. And so in the human body, you have what? The digestive system. So the essence of everything in the digestive system is to make sure that the food is broken down in such a way that it profits our body. And so in the kingdom of God, we have what everybody has different parts. So when you read 1 Corinthians 12, Paul was trying to teach those in Corinth that in a house or in a church or in the body of Christ, we have different functions. But everything is that what we accomplish the corporate vision. And I said here that the individual vision is the ability to see or to perceive one's unique role and responsibility in the corporate vision. The key thing there being what? The ability to see and to perceive. Praise the name of the Lord. And so last week's Sunday, we ended it by saying that if there is anything you must commit to in this year, 2023, is that you must cry out to God for sight. Praise God. Because... What I'm able to see is what God is able to do. Praise God. I've said it here before that God is only responsible for what you believe him for. Praise God. And so, however, that's why our Father in the Lord will say, you know what? You're bigger than the biggest. Yet, you're smaller than the smallest. He's the same God. Praise the name of the Lord. And so you realize that the extent to which God will do in your life and in my life is dependent on what? How well we are able to see. And so he said to Jeremiah, what seest thou? Praise God. What seest thou? And Jeremiah said, I see an almond tree. And for God to say what? You have seen well because I would hasten it. So your ability to see, your ability to perceive, I'm going somewhere with this. And this is why I said that individual vision is your ability to see your role in what God is doing in the now or in the future. Praise God. Because as much as we are gathered here in church, we have different unique assignments. And God will not judge me based on my assignment or judge you based on my assignment. That will absolutely be unfair. And so you realize that it is to your advantage that you begin to do what? Seek this thing early. Particularly if you are young. Praise God. The Bible said that it is good for a man to bear his yoke. In what? In the days of his youth. 
And so it's highly critical that you and I must do what? Pursue this thing called vision. And thank God we are fasting as a church. You know, I shared it here that, that one of the things that fasting does is that it helps you to see. Praise God. The essence of fasting is for light to come forth. Praise the name of the Lord. Because what you are able to see, that is only where you are able to go. God said to Abraham, stand from where you are and count. He says, far as your eyes see. He says, then shall you have. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay? And so here you understand that one of the ways, as we learned last week, for us to capture vision is that the essence here, I said, that vision is the ability to see or perceive what God is in the now. And it's the ability to do what? Interpret the mind of God. Praise God. Vision, in a nutshell, is my ability to what? Interpret the mind of God. What would God do today? What would God do in the now? That must be my desire and your desire. Praise God. And so you realize that the only way, look at what the Bible says here, for example. 1 Corinthians 6. 1 Corinthians 6. I love how Apostle Paul says it here. He says, we do speak, we do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature. Not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we declare God's wisdom a mystery that has been hidden and God destined for our glory before time began. It says that what none of the rulers of this age understood it. They could not see. Praise God. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, what no eye has done what? Seen. What no ear has heard. Nor has, or what no human mind has conceived. The things God has prepared for those who love him. But it didn't there, it says that what these are the things that God has revealed to us by one spirit, and it says that the spirit that is the things of God, who knows the things of a man or the thoughts or a person's thoughts, except their own spirit within them. Praise God. And it says, in the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God, except what? The spirit of God. Hallelujah. No one can know the thoughts of God, except the spirit of God. And this is why last week we said that one of the ways through which vision comes is through what? Scripture. Praise God. That, the, that one of the most sure way to have a vision, praise God, is what? Through scripture. Why? Because the Jesus said that the words that I speak to you are what? Spirit and they are life. Praise God. And so, whenever I read the scripture, the spirit of God begins to communicate with my spirit concerning the things concerning my life. Praise God. This is why you and I will read, for example, John 3.16, For God so loved the world. But our interpretation as to what it means to us are different. Praise God. Because the Spirit of God is trying to communicate to me how that relates to my destiny. Am I making sense? Praise God. And so you realize that the surest way to have a vision for your life is through Scripture. 
and it's the holy spirit who what reveals the mind of god as a matter of fact here you know i said it here that that it is the holy spirit who is able to communicate the mind of god and so when you look at things like second peter chapter 1 verse 21 peter was saying that but knowing this first that no prophecy of scripture is any private interpretation it says for the prophet never came by the will of man but holy men spoke as they were what moved by the holy spirit Second Timothy 3 verse 16 is a very popular one that we all know. The Bible said that all scripture is God-breathed. Hallelujah. That breath is the Ruach Elohim. In other words, the breath of God. Also a symbol of what? The Holy Spirit. Praise God. And so, if the Spirit of God is going to show you a vision concerning your life, the most sure way must be what? Through scripture. Because then it's in black and white. There's no mixture of interpretation. There's no element of confusion. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so we begin to look at, so what then does it mean? Or what is this power of commitment? Praise God. I'm not sure I'll be able to finish this sermon today. But however, we'll carry on from next week. And then we'll, But again, it's not about me finishing it. It's about it making meaning to your life. Praise the name of the Lord. And so we begin to look at what does it mean or what is the power of commitment? Because we said that until you have an accurate vision for your life and you are truly committed to that vision with the hand of God resting upon your life, only then, only then are you able to experience divine speed. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so here I said that commitment is one of the many reasons why we fail to see the manifestation of the purposes of God in our lives. Praise God. Many at times, you know, in the body of Christ, we, 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 we love to celebrate, oh, God gave me a dream. God gave me a revelation. Now, that's fantastic because it's, it's only the beginning. But the truth is, after the vision, what then happened? Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Many a times you will hear people will say, Oh, the Lord has laid on my heart that this is what I should do. Or perhaps I should start a business or I should do this. So, what are you waiting for? Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so here I said that lack of commitment, lack of commitment... It's an indication of poor character and what immaturity. Praise God. Lack of commitment is a true revelation of what either you are poor character-wise or you are a child. And guess what? Divine speed does not happen to children. Praise God. Because if God should cause you to run, right? the name of the lord hallelujah so divine speed can never ever happen to what children and so the essence of the body of christ you know the bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 4 it says that the body of christ has given apostles prophets evangelists and it says that everyone must come what to full maturity not being tossed and fro by any wind of doctrine it's only children that are hopping from one doctrine to another 
Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so what does commitment mean? What does commitment mean? The dictionary tells us that commitment is a promise or a firm decision to do something. Praise God. Number two, it says it's a promise to give yourself, your money, your time to support or buy something. Praise God. So a good example for those of us who are into business here. Someone says, oh, you know what? I love that shirt you're wearing. Or since you're, you manufacture shirts or you're a fashion designer. You know what? I don't have my money now, but I commit that when we see next Sunday, I will buy that shirt. Praise God. In a, in a nutshell, that's a sample or an evidence of commitment. Praise the name of the Lord. Or it says here that it's a promise or a firm to do something or the fact of promising something and the last one here it says it is the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause or activity going somewhere and so when you look at these definitions three things in my opinion stand out number one the element of promise praise god in other words you cannot say you are true without making a promise Praise God. Is that you must be willing to put your money where your mouth is. Praise the name of the Lord. In other words, you're willing to commit what? Your time, your energy, and your resources. And it must be for a worthy cause. Praise God. And so if we liken it in the kingdom of God, I would say that what commitment is a state of fully or willing to fully dedicate my time, my energy, my money and other resources towards the fulfillment of a given vision or a cause. In other words, I'm kingdom driven. Remember I said that God's vision is that what? All men must be what? Saved. And so if I truly believe I am kingdom driven, praise God, then check my bank statement. Where is most of my money going? My time. Where am I spending my most time on? Because you see, it is one thing to say kingdom. It's nothing to do kingdom. Praise the name of the Lord. And so when you say you are truly committed, I don't have to know your commitment or what I see it. Praise the name of the Lord. Because you make a promise, you back it up with your resources, and you're doing all this towards a worthy cause. And for us as a church or as believers, our cause here is that God would use me and my family to bring about the salvation of many however he wants to do it praise the name of the lord hallelujah that is why you will see many christian organizations it doesn't have to be a church there are so many charities about who have a kingdom mindset for the sake of the gospel of jesus christ i commit to it to it praise god because there are places in my mind Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. That is what commitment is all about. And so we understand that, however, 
There are certain things that will serve as obstacles to our commitment. And that's what I'll try to discuss in the few minutes that I have. Praise God. What are then the obstacles to commitment? We have said that commitment is being willing to fully dedicate my time, my energy, my resources, or my money, and other resources, because I have other resources. It could be my connections, the people I know. It could be where I live, whatever it is, but I must do it what? For a worthy cause. And I say one of the reasons or the obstacles to commitment is lack of integrity. Or rather I'll say lack of what? Personal integrity. Because there are times when we do things just to save face. But when it comes to our own matter, we are lax about it. Praise the name of the Lord. Personal what? Integrity. Ability to do what you say or say what you mean. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Because I said here that one of the greatest hindrances to being committed is lack of personal integrity. And lack of integrity, like I said earlier on, is a proof of poor character. Praise God. That we, that we go to the same church does not mean that we have great character. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise God. You know, someone was saying sometime that, you know, um, that, that one of the reasons why he goes to church is that he can find a good girl. Praise God. And the person responded, I said, I hope you know that the church is a place full of sick people. Praise God. And so don't be surprised that as your object is or your objective is to find a good girl, you come to church and you find the opposite. And the same thing applies to the sisters as well. Praise God. But one of the things that hinders commitment is what? Lack of personal integrity. Lack of personal integrity. Someone said here that was character that got us out of bed. Commitment is what moved us to action. However, discipline is what enables us to follow through. Praise God. It was character that got us out of bed. Commitment that moved us into action. Discipline then enabled us to follow things through. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Therefore, you understand that at the heart of commitment is what? Personal integrity. The ability to understand the worth of your words. Praise God. You know, in the church, I've seen this joke before, but it's in the body of Christ, even amongst workers, that you will tell people, okay, we're having prayer meeting on Friday. Are you coming on Friday? Oh, by God's grace. Praise God. Praise God. You see, God's grace you are saying is so that in case you don't see me on Friday, that grace did not cover for Friday. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. But that's the truth. Because already you are accepting that, man, if I check this thing, what shall I make it? So let me just say the, the, the Christianese thing to say, ah, don't worry, by God's grace, I'll be there. Praise God. Hallelujah. But we must move past that mindset. Because you understand that as a Christian, the Bible says that what? Let your yes be what? Yes. So, 
No. So therefore, if I make a promise to you, um, you know, even as a child, then we, they'll tell us that what a promise is a commitment unto God. And so therefore, if I fear God for that reason, I must do whatever I can in my capacity to do what? To fulfill it. But the reality of it is that we see these things happen even in marriage nowadays. Praise God. Because one of the reasons, in my opinion, why marriages don't last in this generation or in our generation is that people what are not committed anymore. Praise God. The slightest form of resistance. I move out. Praise God. Hallelujah. Lack of what? Commitment. Even in our workplaces. People resign every now and then. Praise God. Because there's no personal integrity. And guess what? In the church, it's even the same. Let me attend this church today. You know what? I quarrel with this person. Let me go to that next church. Praise God. But, but guess what? You are lacking integrity. I heard Dr. Miles Monroe say one thing one time. And he said, you know what? Grow where you are planted. Praise God. Grow where you are planted. And so you realize that in the church, there may be things that would happen that doesn't please me. But guess what? I made a commitment to be here. I made a commitment to be here. So if I tell you I will come to church on Sunday, except something outside my influence happens, you will, you will meet me here. Praise God. Because many a times we forget the role these things play. In this generation, you believe that only skill will get you the job. But guess what? Your skill will only do so much. Praise God. People are looking beyond as an employer. As an employer, that is why people are looking for loyalty. Because loyalty is expensive. People are no longer loyal anymore. A friend will stab a friend just to get ahead. Praise God. Hallelujah. People are no longer what? Loyal. And so you ask yourself, what is my word worth? Because you see, the true proof of a man is what your word is worth. You know, I watched a movie back in the day, um, Scarface. Uh, for, for many of us who remember that, uh, that movie. There was a line in the movie where the guy was confronted and he told him, one of the guarantees that you won't stab me in the back in this business deal. And he said, I have two things in this world that I don't joke with. I won't say the first one, but the second one said what? My words. If I tell you something, that's why my wife, I told my wife, you know what, I will go over and beyond. I'd rather not say it, but if by mistake I say it, I have no choice. I'm not doing it for you, but I'm doing it for me. Because guess what? The, when you form habit of not keeping your promises, you begin to doubt yourself. Praise God. When you're in the habit of making promises and failing, you begin to doubt yourself. So you no longer take yourself seriously. Praise God. But the essence of why we are here is that we must reflect the true nature of Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. So what are your words worth? Look at what the Bible says about God himself. Hebrews 6 verse 13 to 18. It says, when God made a what? Promise to Abraham. Because he could not swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, Sure, 
Blessing, I will bless you. Multiplying, I will multiply you. After he had patiently endured, he attained the promise. For men swear by the greater and an oath for confirmation is for them the end of all dispute. Thus, God, determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things which is impossible for God to lie that we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us praise God you see God owes Abraham, Abraham nothing praise God that's one thing that blew my mind of this scripture God can do and undo he owes nobody anything but just to prove to Abraham that I mean what I say, I will swear by myself. Praise God. How many of us can vouch for yourself that in this particular deal or in this particular endeavor, whatever it is, if I commit to it, I will see it through. Praise God. Because remember, vision plus commitment plus the hand of God is what qualifies us for what? Divine speed. Praise God. Hallelujah. Number two. Number two. Of the obstacles for commitment is what? Availability of options and distractions. Praise God. Hallelujah. You see, whenever we have options, we don't take the main thing serious. Praise God. Hallelujah. Whenever there are options... Whenever you begin to have options, you don't take the main thing serious. Now, as a business person in, in, in business school, we're taught that one of the healthy things of an organization is that you have multiple options or multiple scenarios because that's what guarantees that the business is sustainable. Praise God. But guess what? It's not objective. It's just about method. So when you are talking about options, the focus should be on the method, on how to get done, not on the objective itself. Praise the Lord, the Lord. Hallelujah. Because you realize that like the example of marriage. Is it funny when you begin to listen to people who divorced? What made them start questioning their wife or their husband? Because there was somebody else. Praise God. Or what made you not take your job so seriously? Because you had a backup. Praise God. But guess what? Imagine when you don't have a backup. Praise God. See, there was a story of a, of a general. That's why I said burn the ship. There was a story of a general who they were going to war. And by the time they got to the place of battle, they realized that the enemy was by far or that they were outnumbered by the enemy. And he was wondering, how are we going to get this battle? And so he told his other lieutenants, he told them to burn the ship. And as he was talking to his guys or, or the other soldiers, he said, I know how much you all want to go back home and see your family. But guess what? We have burnt our means of going back home. So it's either we win this battle or we do what? We die. Praise God. Esther said, you know what? Let me fast for three weeks. 
Then I will go and see the king. If I perish, I do what? I perish. That's proof of commitment. I don't have options. When I was trusting God for something, I can't forget that day. And in the kitchen, God asked me, so what if I don't do it? I said, God, I don't have a plan B. I will not go to any other source to seek this particular thing I'm asking you for. So if you don't do it, then so be it. To pay me, to cost me shame, whatever I may be. But I'm okay. Praise God. Because one of the things that we don't commit is because what? We have options. The availability of options is what gives us room for excuses. And excuses are the languages of the weak. Praise God. Sometimes it's a proof of lack of focus. Praise God. That's why you hear people say, you know what? Water your own grass. Don't look at your neighbor's field. Praise God. Focus on what you're doing. Look at what the lack of focus can cause. First Kings 20 verse 39 to 40. The Bible said that now as the king by, he cried out to the king and said, Your servant went out into the midst of the battle. It was a man who came over there and brought a man to me and said, This man, by any means he's missing. He says, shall be for his life or else you shall pay a talent of silver while you're being what busy here and there he was gone then Israel said to him so shall your judgment be for you yourself has decided it can you imagine what this year would be like if you just zero down God what would you have me do he gives us the instruction. Forget about being here or there. Just zero down. Lord, what would you have me do? Praise God. Because until you commit to something, it must cost you something. We'll talk about it next week. Because commitment comes at a price. Praise God. Being a faithful husband, a price. Praise God. Being a faithful wife comes what? At a price. Being a diligent staff comes what as a price. And what being a good Christian comes at a price. That's why Paul will say, Love of God compels us. If not, I'd have gone the other way. Praise God. You know, my wife asked me a question last night because we came back late last night. And despite how late it was, I was trying to prepare for today's sermon. And she asked me, I said, do you, do you sometimes wish you were not a pastor? I said, you know, I think I've, I've passed that. <laughs> Praise God. Because if you spoke to me years ago, I did not want it. It's, it's, it's my honest truth. Pray, I, my idea was just be a billionaire and anything the church will need, God hold me to account, I will supply. Praise God. But people around me would not be calling me pastor. I say, stop it. Stop calling me pastor. You know, stop. If my, my wife, while we're dating, while we're friends then, say, not, not even dating, she'd be calling me bishop. I said, stop it. Praise God. Hallelujah. It must cost you something. And the last thing here is what? Weariness. Weariness. Being tired. Let's call it for what it is. Being tired. The Bible says, how about verse 2 to 3? It says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write what? The vision and make it plain. Let's. 
He says, one who reads it. He says, for the vision is yet for what? An appointed time. But guess what? At the end, it will do what? It will speak and it will not lie. He says, tarries, do not wait for it. Hallelujah. Because it will not tarry. Devil is fighting your ability to wait. Praise God. When the devil wants to attack you, he fights your ability to do what? To wait. That's why the Bible says, do not be weak, but good. For in due time, you will receive rewards if you do not do what? Give up. Many attacks as believers, we give up too quickly. Praise God. Thank God for this particular thing. I don't see it coming. You know what? I abandon it. Let's move on to the next thing. Praise God. But here you understand that what you must, if you are going to be committed, if you are going to be committed, you must have the ability to do what? Wait. That's why Paul will say, and may the Lord strengthen you in your inner man. Because it takes the grace of God. It's not, it's not ordinary that you are walking and not seeing results. That's why the prayer point, I like it when he said that, well, that, that this year, I will not practice spirituality without proof. Praise God. Because if our prayer life was giving us results like this, everybody be a prayer giant here. Praise God. One of the things that makes us lose hope in prayer, I've been praying for this thing, I'm not seeing it. So perhaps, let me try something else. Praise the name of the Lord. So you understand that weariness is how the devil fights, up, fights us. Praise God. And this is what you and I must fight. And so I end with this statement. When the going gets tough, only the tough will get going. Forget the weak spirit. Praise God. When the going gets tough, praise God. Because take for instance, in the popular scripture, 1 Kings 18, we read of how the hand of the Lord rested upon Elijah, right? And he attracted the chariots of Ahab. How many times did he pray? He kept on sending his servant, go back. I know what I'm believing God for. Go back. I know what I'm believing God for. Go back. And he said, until I saw like a hand formed on by, the, by, by the clouds. And so Elijah said, I hear an abundance of rain. Praise the name of the Lord. And so you realize that for us, if we are going to make the most of this year, my brother and my sister, we must be willing to be committed. Whatever it will cost me, let it cost me. But I must see this thing through. Praise God. There are businesses or there are enterprises that you'll be inspired to start. If you don't see results, the Bible says, well, wait for is one thing that if God did not tell you, that's a different ballgame altogether. Praise God. Because there are some people that God did not tell you. And then you want to tell yourself and expect God to back it up. I think I addressed this first Sunday. That God will only grant you speed in the area that he has called you to do. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so perhaps you're not experiencing divine speed. Is a proof that you're in the wrong place. Praise God. 
it's one thing for God not to have told you, but if it's truly God who has led you, stay. Stay. This is a word for somebody. I say what? Stay. It may not look like it, but stay. It says, though it may tarry, do what? Wait for it. Wait for it. It says, for what? It will surely. Let God be God and let every man be a liar. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so we'll just bow our heads this afternoon. Asking the Lord to grant me the grace to stay. Because you see, by no flesh, by, by, it says, by flesh shall no man prevail. And so we must begin to ask God that, Father, in the name of Jesus, grant me the grace to stay. Even when it is painful, even when it is challenging. A good example is Noah. God, God, Noah, the Bible says, yes, you level, 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 seven. He said, by faith, Noah, being warned of God, moved with holy fear. That Father God in heaven, we pray, we may be building something and it does not look like it's working. Lord, we may be embarking on an assignment and it looks like it is weak, it is draining our energy. Father, we are asking for grace. That Father, we are asking for grace. Just as Paul said that I labor more than all, but not I, but the grace of God that is in me. That Lord, you would grant us the grace, the tenacity to hold on until the very end. Because we know that the enemy would fight our ability to stay. Particularly in this season of fasting. That Lord, oh God in heaven, some may even ask, what's the point of fasting? Every year I do it over and over again, no result. What's the point? My brother, my sister, stay. That God, we are asking for that grace in the name of Jesus. That Lord, you would release grace upon us, oh God. The ability to hold on. Ability to remain joyful in the midst of trials. That Lord, you will help us in the name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name, O God in heaven. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. One of the things that qualifies for divine spirit, number one, is that you must have a relationship with Jesus. And every time we gather here to preach the gospel, it's that avenue that all men be saved. So perhaps you have not given your life to Christ. Or perhaps you have at some point in time and you went a different way. Just like Jesus said to Zacchaeus, he said, today salvation has come into your household. So perhaps you want to give your life to Jesus or you want to restore him as the Lord and Savior of your life. Why don't you say with me, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life today. Cleanse me with your blood. I acknowledge that you died on the cross of Calvary for me. And on the third day you rose again. I ask that you will grant me the privilege to walk in the realities of the new creation. Even as I confess you as my Lord and my personal Savior. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for these ones who have accepted your Lordship. I ask in the name of Jesus, O God in heaven, that you will dwell in their hearts. 
let the joy of salvation be restored in their lives oh god and let heaven be glorified for this day in jesus mighty name we have prayed